0: Ross, brought to you by our Mini Helmet Contest. The SGP Mini Helmets are now in the store, and we're giving away one for free. Just go to sportsgamblypodcast.com slash helmet. That's sportsgamblypodcast.com slash helmet. Driver, start your engine! out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh I- improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing things.
1: now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody z
0: as you wade through all of the wrapping paper all of the boxes all of the toys that your kids are already bored with because let's face it Sometimes Christmas toys only last a day and a half before it's ready to move on. Uh, we're back with more NASCAR gambling podcast here <laughs> on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb, although your daughter does not tire of toys, Cody, so we're uh, uh, oh, grateful she's for that. she got
1: more toys than she knows what to do with.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rod Villagomez, welcome in. Hopefully you had a fantastic uh, holiday season. I know we're not completely done yet as New Year's is right around the corner, but um, Cody, we're back to talk more NASCAR as we always do on this show,
1: here we are. Happy to be here. Yes. Hope everybody had a good Christmas. Uh, yeah. I Me. Mean, New Year's is this week, obviously, which means uh, we're getting into 2023, which means we're that much closer to more NASCAR racing.
0: And how much closer are we, Cody? Well, I'm glad you asked, Rod. Of
1: course, <laughs> 40 days to the Clash Coliseum. 54 days until the Daytona 500. Uh, this is one. I actually, I'm kind of glad it worked out that 54 fell on the day we were recording because obviously we all know that not a number we've really seen much of lately, but going to see a number we're going to see probably for a long time going forward. Ty Gibbs is going to be in the number 54 car now. Um, I was actually surprised as I looked back on this. There has been a lot of races in the number 54 car. Some of the numbers we've talked about lately kind of have been less than 100 starts and whatnot. There's been 465 starts in the nascar cup series in the 54 car uh that car number has won three times 67 top fives 166 top tens 300 top 20s. so it's always kind of been a car at least in the front front half of the uh of the series a majority of the starts jimmy pardue 178 with two wins and then lenny pond 141 starts with one win so some, some pretty old NASCAR names. Um, as of late, really no names that probably anybody would recognize. Um, Garrett Smithley drove, uh, the number 54 in two races in 2019. Prior to that, we had not seen it since, uh, well, I guess, so, so Smithley ran two and Yaley ran two in 2019. Uh, prior to that, Todd Bodine raced it in 2003 and then it had been all the way back to Robert Presley in 1994. Um, but I mean, yeah, scrolling back through the years. So Todd Bodine in 2003 drove it 35 starts. Otherwise, no more than five starts all the way back to 1978 with Lenny Pond um, back there. So a number that, that's got a good good number of starts in, in the Cup Series. But um, really one, you know, uh, we've talked about it before. Certain numbers you obviously associate with drivers. The 3, the 43, the 24, the 48, very iconic numbers. The 54, not not very iconic. Um, it has never made a start as a Toyota, so there is that. Uh, 222 races with Chevrolet. Uh, Studebaker, four races. Oh, a wow. Hudson at once. Uh, even 27 starts as a Dodge. 42 as a Pontiac. Um, but this year, obviously, that will all change as Ty Gibbs jumps in that car and he'll be in the 54 going forward. And, I mean, that could be – I mean, as synonymous as some of these numbers become with these drivers, right, and and all this talent that Ty Gibbs has and the potentially long career that he could have with the opportunity he's got there, if he does what we think he can do and, and he sticks around for a long time, that number 54 car for the next 20 years could be Ty Gibbs, and that could be the number you associate or the name you associate when you think of that number.
0: And with, you know, Gibbs Racing obviously being a staple of the sport anyways, I don't feel like that's going anywhere, and it it does seem to be as if, you know, the, the grandson, that's his number for as long as he humanly possibly wants it. So, yeah, I mean, we could definitely see when somebody's scrolling around in 20 years trying to figure out what the 54 car has done. I mean, maybe you don't even have to think about it because it'll it'll already be. Well, not,
1: yeah, you'll be like, oh, well, you know, three-time Cup Series champion Ty Gibbs drove the, you know? Could be something like that, and and who knows? Uh, obviously, there is some questions as to the, the future of Joe Gibbs racing now with both of, of Joe's sons passing away, but you've got the grandkids there, and, and Ty, obviously, is going to have a huge part in the racing side of things. So, yeah, I think that that car number and that car will probably be around for, for quite some time going forward.
0: In Indeed. Uh, all right. Well, listen, so because we're going through the decades as far as uh, little history lessons are concerned, why don't we go to 1993 this year and and delve into the 1993 NASCAR Winston Cup points race? And uh, I, I'll i give you a guess, Cody, because now we're getting into a little more recent history. So, uh,
1: Well, yes, I was about one in this year, so I should remember this one. Why wouldn't you? Uh, <laughs> I, I want to say Jeff Gordon might have got his first one in 93. Um, is, is that correct or no?
0: That is not correct. I'll uh, give you one more. Then, guess. Then I'll go with Dale Earnhardt. Then there you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cause in the nineties, it's probably either Jeff Gordon or Dale. Earnhardt. <laughs> it's like- Maybe Gordon. I think Gordon won in 94, 95, 97 and Oh one. Oh yeah. See, I even know when he won all his, uh, but yeah, so it would have been Ben Earnhardt in, in 93 and that might've been six or seven. Might've been his, was that his last one?
0: Uh no, uh uh-uh, ninety four was his last one. Okay. So, so that was a sixth then. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Isn't that crazy?
1: It is that is crazy.
0: Uh yeah, Jeff Gordon, by the way, won in ninety five. Uh yes, Dale Earnhardt uh was the points champion. He claimed that uh that right in May and and just basically had to fend off Rusty Wallace, uh and and you know, keep him from from getting any closer but
1: rusty wallace could have won so many championships if it would not have been for dale earnhardt I i'm think. sure he probably thinks <laughs> the exact same thing as he goes i'm sure he thinks about that often <laughs> he's
0: probably like it seems
1: like he was one of the best drivers in that time period and it was just always like oh there he is second to dale earnhardt again
0: well and here's the thing and i'm sure this was equally as frustrating for rusty like dale earnhardt built his lead up in may but he only so he won with 4526 points Rusty Wallace came close, question mark. 4,446 points for Rusty Wallace. Each made 30 starts. Earnhardt only had six wins that season. Rusty had 10 wins. He piled up a bunch of them late in the season after uh, Dale kind of built up his lead. But Rusty started chipping away. It, he couldn't get there, obviously, because it was such a huge points lead at that point. It was like a 300-point lead uh, for Earnhardt. But So Earnhardt had 17 top fives. Wallace had 19 top fives. Both had 21 top tens. Career winnings for Dale Earnhardt Jr. in that season, 3353789 Rusty Wallace came in at a cool $1,702,154 in the 1993 season. Not a bad year's work, huh?
1: So, yeah, that's that's decent decent payday, right? Yeah, I'll take
0: it. I mean, you know, I'll, I'd even take yes. <laughs> it. I was going to say knock off four of those zeros. I'd still take it at this point. I don't <laughs> yeah, care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, rounding out the top ten of that 1993 season, so we had Dale Earnhardt, Rusty Wallace, Mark Martin in third, Dale Jarrett in fourth, Kyle Petty in fifth, Ernie Irvin in that sharp 28 car in sixth, Morgan Shepard in seventh, Bill Elliott in eighth, Ken Schrader in in ninth, that's not a name you hear every day. And then, of course, Ricky Rudd in the tenth place of the nineteen ninety three NASCAR Winston Cup Series standings.
1: There you go. That's uh, yeah, man. That's that's the heyday of NASCAR right there in the in the nineties, going into the two thousands. That 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 area right there is a uh, an era that that will always stand out for sure.
0: Well, and it's funny because that is the I I know ESPN had covered it before, but not to the extent. I feel like the 90s is when ESPN started to pick it up a little bit, right? Yeah. That, that's when they actually started to dive into it and put it yeah, on television. it started television. to become
1: a lot more mainstream, and yeah. that, that's where you started. I mean, that's when NASCAR was one of the fastest-growing sports at that time, right? And, and it was blowing up in popularity.
0: And you have to thank Dale for that because Earnhardt was, I mean, that was the marketable guy. I mean, I know, and I've watched all of these documentaries, right, where they talk about a lot of the earlier drivers – you couldn't really market it because they were all criminals. <laughs> you know, right, they all have right. criminal past. You couldn't <laughs> you couldn't make them a celebrity because it was like, I don't want to be in the public eye. Like these guys are like, no, man, I, I was just done bootlegging out there. I don't want to I don't want anybody to know my name. Right. they right, were exactly. driving under false names and everything. So yeah, Earnhardt was one of those first guys that you could put in front of the world and say, This dude is NASCAR and people loved it
1: yeah well and yeah and you could paint him as that villain right and he always had that little grin and it was like as mean of a guy as he was on the track he give you give you that little smile and it was like oh that's just dale you know (laughs) and then obviously jeff gordon comes into the picture and you you bat you put them against each other and one of the obviously most classic rivalries in nascar history so yeah the 90s that's when i became a nascar fan as as a little kid and uh yeah, it's it's stuck with me ever since because of that time period there.
0: You know, and it's funny too because if you look back and and now we all we obviously have the the lens of history that we can look through, it's like yeah, Dale Earnhardt was the face, but all of a sudden when Jeff came by, Jeff was like marketing gold. That was that was when it really went from we're 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 giving you NASCAR, right? We're giving you Dale Earnhardt, we're giving this this gruff driver Right. So now here's this California kid, California kid. Yep. Here's Jeff Gordon, <laughs> right? This is, this is the celebrity that will be NASCAR for the rest of the time. that well, you and he was go.
1: on everything at the time. I mean, you go into the toothpaste aisle and he's on the, the Colgate <laughs> bottle and you go anywhere and everywhere all over the Pepsi stuff. And, and he was always on, you know, good morning America and all these big shows and, and Saturday night live and all that. stuff. I mean, Jeff Gordon, you couldn't get away from the guy. He was everywhere. And he was the perfect, you know, c- counterpart to Dale's tough gruff racer of of a guy. And yeah, it, the the two of them, I think are probably two of the most important people NASCAR have ever had um, as far as the marketing and the popularity and and the spike that they gave the sport in the 90s there during that time period.
0: NASCAR betters, you can thank your ancestors. For the uh, fact that NASCAR is available on books, because honestly, I don't know that it would have been as successful if that would have not worked. And if that era would not have produced the type of stars that carried into now, I mean, we still know Jeff Gordon. We still know Dale Earnhardt. We still know right.
1: all of these names. Well, and they're still, I mean, they're both still leaving a legacy on the sport. I mean, right. Dale Earnhardt obviously passed tragically in 2001, but he's left us with Dale Earnhardt Jr., Potentially one of the greatest things to ever happen to NASCAR history and all of that. I mean, that guy is a walking encyclopedia. He digs stories out of people that nobody else could ever get and stories we would never get if it wasn't for him. And Jeff Gordon has been on TV. Now he's on the ownership side, right? I mean, he stands in line to inherit Hendrick Motorsports. Similar thing with with Joe Gibbs Racing where Rick Hendrick lost his son. And Jeff Gordon is next up guy up as, as a de facto son almost to, to Rick Hendrick. And he's kind of running things over there and taking over and still leaving his mark on the sport as well. So yeah, these guys, obviously, I mean, and you look at other forms of racing in the United States, right? IndyCar is still big and we've got some betting lines kind of here and there. It's not as consistent and not as big, right? Because maybe they didn't have the, the types of personalities and the marketability like NASCAR had um and so i think if you compare the two right nascar could still be in a place like indycar is and i love indycar as well and you know that's getting better on the gambling side with indycar we're, we're slowly getting there uh go check out my uh, indycar <laughs> championship odds preview article that is out right now on the sports gambling shameless plug there but uh but it's definitely not as far along as NASCAR odds are with what we've got and the options and everything there. So, yeah, those guys, I I mean, played a massive part in growing the sport and getting it to where it is today and allowing us to be able to have as mainstream of gambling on it as we do.
0: And I thank Jeff Gordon for Jimmy Johnson. That's uh, (laughs) that's
1: (laughs) another another key part, right? I mean, he hand-selected a guy nobody knew anything about to be one of the greatest drivers ever and take away from himself <laughs> gordon could have had 11 championships maybe
0: instead of four and he give up seven for jimmy right Right. <laughs> hey, listen if sacrifice he'll throw himself on the cross for that because that was a great find and and really why hendrick basically loves the guy like a son you know you bring that many championships to a guy in a in a what 20 year span yeah, you're going to get
1: loved. Yeah, and he won, what, 83, 93 races, something like that. I mean, yeah, between the two of those guys, <laughs> the amount of wins they brought to that organization, the amount of championships, and then it's obviously continued to grow. It's the best organization in the sport now um, as, as far as you know, competitiveness week in and week out and season in and season out. And and they are kind of the the staple atop the thing that everybody is, is aiming towards.
0: And I love them. For it, um, All right. History lesson complete. There's other news to talk about in the NASCAR world, and we'll get to that after the break. Let's step away first and tell you about Winbet. It's the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Winbet, Winbet is active in a bunch of states. There's tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Reduce juice on sides and totals for all bowl games the day of. So make sure you get over there as bowl season continues to roll on. Great odds, promos, payouts, all happening right now at WinBet. I know you're ready to play, so sign up today. Get a special offer. Bet $100 and win $100. It's limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from. And all you got to do is head over to slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to detain terms against conditions winbet.com. It's 21 or older. Present schedule playthrough is available. If you are someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Don't forget to enter the SGP Mini Helmet Contest from now until the end of the year. Just go to sportsgamilypodcast.com slash helmet to enter. That's sportsgamilypodcast.com slash helmet. Well, Cody, we are nearing the clash, and I'm starting to see, I I know Twitter knows me very well. You know why? (laughs) Because every time I open up my Twitter feed now, the very first tweet that I see is from NASCAR reminding me that the clash is nearing. So thank you Facebook or and Twitter marketing for knowing exactly what I want to see. Every time I open up Twitter,
1: it's just about all I ever see is NASCAR stuff in my feed. Now. Uh, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's learned me very well, <laughs> but yeah, 40 days until the clash of the Coliseum, that's basically a month away, right? A little over a month. So we are getting so close. Let's get us some odds for that. Huh? Books. Come on. Let's, uh, <clears throat> let's, let's get a move on the odds there. We would like to be able to break those down, but don't have those. They did, however, uh, release the the format for the Clash uh, here this, over this past week, and I've got that right in front of me. So it's going to start with single-car qualifying uh, like we see on a normal week, right? So that they get one warm-up lap and then two laps that are timed, take the best time. Um, so the 36 chartered cars are required to be at this event. Um, obviously, that's changed from the Clash used to be Only the poll winners from the previous season. They've changed that formula. Turned this into more of an event, right? They want to draw people. That's why the the Coliseum, LA, get in that market. LA is the biggest TV market for NASCAR. As shocking as that sounds to say, right? You don't think of LA and NASCAR as much, but it is. It's the largest TV market that NASCAR has. Um, And it was a massive success there last year, putting that in the Coliseum. Hold Uh, on. I just
0: want to say it was because of Ice Cube. It had to be because Dude, of ice cube. Ice cube
1: had a lot to do with it, That's, right? Uh, that, that upped my rating a lot for sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just had to toss that in there because I loved that part of it, man. It was like bringing it was bringing California rap into NASCAR, something I probably would not ever thought I'd have seen in my time, but there yeah, it was. The perfect, the perfect
1: mix. Right? Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, so they're gonna do the the qualifying. So the thirty six charter cars will be there, and then there's up to forty spots like a regular race. So if you get four open entry cars unlikely we would then they they get to qualify as well if there's more than four so if you get to 41 42 entries then it'll be based on qualifying time so if you qualify you know the so obviously the, the best four of the open cars would get in the fifth fastest non-charter car would be out so on so forth um so then basically the those will set the stage for your qualifying lap will set the stage for the heat races Going to be four different heat races up to 10 cars each, um, to get to that 40 number, obviously. Uh, and basically if you're the fastest qualifier, you're on the pole for, for race one. If you're the second fastest qualifier, you start on the pole for race two, so on and so forth. And obviously fifth will be second, six will be second and so on throughout the field. Uh, and those will be 25 laps each only green flag laps will count. So, Not going to count caution laps in this. Obviously, those laps will take off very quickly. It's a very, very small track. Um, So 25 laps. Your top five from each of those heats will advance directly into the main race um, automatically. So you finish the top five in your heat race, and you're good. You're in the show, and you're good. Everybody else will get put into last-chance qualifier races. There will be two of those last-chance qualifier races. There will be 50 laps each. Again, only the green flag laps will count um and so that will uh they'll line those up basically based on where you finish in your heat race so even if you don't finish in the top five in your heat race you want to try and finish six because if you finish six in the first one you're on the pole for the first qualifier so on and so forth uh going in and then it'll be the top three from each of those um last chance qualifier races that will advance into the main race the clash and everybody else is eliminated, so that's gotten us up to 26 entries. There is a 27th entry, the provisional spot, right, and they are just going to go straight down the standings order from 2022. So Joey Logano, guaranteed to get in no matter what happens. He's going to be in the main show because he's got that provisional fallback on. If Joey Logano qualifies, Ross Chastain doesn't, it would go to Ross Chastain. If Ross Chastain's in, you go to third place, fourth place, all the way down until whoever the first driver that didn't make it is is in they get to use that provisional they will go on to the main clash event um again only green flag laps will count in the main clash event you have 27 drivers uh will be in that and it's 150 laps and again this is one of those races where winner takes all right you don't really get anything for second so go in the race or nobody cares nobody nobody remembers who finished second in the clash last year right uh, I just know Joey Logano. I think
0: it was Kyle Ty- Bush. But. I was going to say Kyle Bush or Tyler Reddick, one of the two, uh, and I think Reddick crashed yeah. out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Look, and and look, I don't know how many of you guys are listening to this for the first time. Which, by the way, if you are, thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Well, Thanks for stumbling on us. Hopefully, we haven't uh, drawn you. Away. Well, if you're listening, we haven't drawn you away yet. Hopefully, we don't push you away later in the show. Uh, but here's the thing: with this clash, uh, you got to think the track of this clash is set inside of the LA Coliseum proper. It is no bigger than a high school track. It is a quarter of a yep. mile. Remember that track that you used to hate running around in high school? These drivers have to drive around this at speeds of, well, okay, we saw it only get to about, what, 60, 60 <laughs> miles an hour? I think it was
1: about 80. I think yeah, the was close to 80, maybe. Yeah, it wasn't, 70, but it wasn't still. all that fast, but still think 80 miles going around. that fast on that small of a track, Yeah,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't run 80 miles an hour. I did not run 80, I mean, hold on. I got I? close once or <laughs> 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 no, I did not. In fact, because uh, I had hurdles in the middle, I, I didn't run a straight uh, a straight round of track. I, I ran around the hurdles. But yeah, even still, I mean. Y- I think you ran it, around the hurdles. I ran I just, <laughs> a couple times. Yeah, <laughs> that's the easiest way to go, right? Just go around them. <laughs> I, they told me I was disqualified, but I was like, "You never said jump. You just put them up there.
1: It's called innovation, yeah, right? That's what Dale Jr. calls it, right? You're innovating.
0: <laughs> Everybody jumps over those hurdles. Nobody thinks to run around. And why am I the first? I taking the faster way, <laughs> exactly. Um, no, but so you know, you, you just think about the fact that these guys are driving around this high school track, and it's it's such a crazy crazy thing to think about obviously there's a little more room than your normal high school track uh, as far as how many lanes but not much uh so yeah it it was a fun thing to watch go look it up if you haven't i'm sure there's youtube uh, uh videos out there on it but yeah this this race man it was something to watch it was a great spectacle when it first happened and and i'm glad they're doing it again obviously it's it's i think it's a good for the sport i know they're gonna try to take it around from different stadiums uh I think starting next year, right? I don't think you're going to bring it back to I LA. I think they were,
1: I think it was a three-year deal originally. So we might get one more and I, They haven't announced officially it's the reports originally was, it was a, a three-year deal with the opt out after the first year. So I think if they took it, I think it it comes back one more time, but then the only, the only thing that's going to hurt it is uh weather wise. I mean, you're looking at early February, late January. So, there's not a ton of places uh, other than uh, than California, really, where you, or Florida, where it's always been held previously. Of course, uh, you're gonna have to stick in the South, but I'm sure you can you can find some places, right? They race the the chili bowl and stuff. All that's indoors. Let's go build a dome. Then we can just keep the season going all year long,
0: right? Build in 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 Minnesota. Yeah, let's do it in <laughs> Minnesota. Oh my God, could you imagine how loud that would be?
1: That yeah, that uh, I've been to indoor dirt race before. It's. <sighs> It's intense. It's a lot of fun. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know that that's really built for cup cars. But, uh, but yeah, again, 27 cup cars crammed onto your little local high school track that goes around the football field. That's a, it's a hell of a good time. And that race was a lot of fun last year. We've not seen NASCAR on that short of a track. And, you know, anytime I can remember, it, it had been a long time since they raced on that small of a track. So it was a ton of fun to watch. Um ton of fun to bet and, on, too. Yeah. A ton of fun to bet on. We had fun. It, it was, I don't think we cashed a ton on that one because we didn't <laughs> know what to expect. Right. It was the first race in the new car, everything. It was just kind of, which we should have obviously known at that point, of course, Joey Logano is going to win it. Right. But, uh, but it, it was a good time. So yeah, I'm really excited, man. I, I wish like 40 days away, let's go get us some odds here. I've not seen odds for this just yet. I'm hoping here in the next couple weeks, as we get into into the new year and, and just a month away, that those will start trickling out and we can uh, begin breaking those down because man, I had so much fun last week. And again, if you are new or you haven't listened to last week's episodes, uh, go check those out. Cause we got finally got driver win totals over and under for a good portion of the field. Not everybody, but uh, a lot of the top teams. And uh, we were, we were able to talk about those and uh, I felt like that was a good conversation. And I had a lot of fun with that. So give us now. I, I just want more, right. You get a little bit, get a little bit of some new bets to make and,
0: Give us more, give us more. I'm I'm ready for some clash odds now. Well, and that was the thing when we when we first started the show. I, that was one of our first handicaps was the the bush clash. I mean, this was that was yep. one of the first things we ended up breaking down. And I remember a lot of it being we don't know what this car is going to be. We don't know. I mean, there was a lot of we don't knows
1: and and <laughs> there was a lot of that whole year. Last I know, year right? Last. I don't know what do you
0: what do you think? I I've watched this closely. Um, no, but it, it, this season at least we know what to expect from these cars. We know actually how durable they are. We know how much they can take. Like we, we talked about how, how much it would be crazy last season, watching these cars bump into each other as much as we, we thought there was going to be way more cautions, right. way more yeah, torn up cars. Higher
1: every lap, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and yet that didn't happen. I mean, yeah, there was a few, uh, uh, egregious cautions, but by and large, these guys are beating and banging on each other all day long. And, and we're almost no worse worse for their wear. So, um, you know this year we can kind of build off of that we we know what we're up against as far as the car we know what we're up against as far as the drivers so this bush clash when we break it actually down for betting purposes when we start getting the odds um i think it's going to be a lot more fun honestly now that we know what we're looking at
1: yeah 100% i mean again going into last year and it was kind of that way for every time we would go visit a new track at the beginning of the season we could kind of give you some past stats and stuff but it was we didn't really know what to expect with this new car and we saw that right 19 different winners during the season um and so it, that played out over not knowing what to expect we've still not you know going to be a, a flawless thing this year but we've got so much data now from 2022 what we saw these cars do what we saw these teams do how drivers handled things and whatnot going forward so uh, i think that it's going to be a lot more fun this year even so because we're going to sort of have an idea i think that we could get a very out of left field winner which makes it fun for betting too especially if you snag a longer shot to win but uh yeah it's it's going to be a good time i'm I'm very excited for the
0: clash well we need to hurry up and get some odds so we can start breaking it down that's all i'm saying Go. um <laughs> all right enough about the clash now you just make me want it to happen now uh and i'm getting impatient so i'm like a kid that's literally been looking at presents for the last two months underneath the tree and I've shaken it as much as I can, and I still don't know what it is. So uh, I, I'm, I'm waiting like that. What else do we got to, to touch on, Cody?
1: Yeah, just some kind of news and notes, the stuff of the last couple of weeks that we've not had a chance to talk about yet. Uh, something pretty cool. Monday, January 2nd, so this coming up Monday, will be the Rose Parade um, there in LA. Uh, and the NASCAR is going to have a 75th anniversary float. It's got like Dale Earnhardt's car, Jeff Gordon's car, Richard Petty's car. Richard Petty himself is going to be on the float. Uh, They just announced today, Roger Carruth is going to be joining Richard Petty on that float. So that's going to be pretty cool to, to see NASCAR have a presence in, I mean, I'm not a huge like parade guy or whatever, but a lot of people watch that. It's, it's a big thing going on uh, around that whole thing. And so um, to see Richard Petty on there with Roger Carruth, you know, obviously the, the old school, the original guy, the champion, right? He still owns, owns teams and, and is still involved in the sport he's at almost every race, it seems like, still. And, and then kind of the next generation with the Roger Carruth kind of kind of driver. And, and again, just expanding what NASCAR is out there. Uh, that, that's going to be super, super awesome to see.
0: Fun fact, I marched in the Rose Parade in uh, the 90s as part of my high school band. That was a, a hell Check of an out. experience. Six miles Whew. on that course. That was a long parade. And I will say that that was my very first experience with in and out burgers uh, after you walk. And I, I think I heard that this still goes on today. And as a matter of fact, as you march off of the parade route, the very first thing you're greeted with is an in and out burger, fries, and, and a drink. So um, yeah, I, I think that's still happening to this day. Um, but yeah, as a young man, a young high school lad, we didn't have in and out as far north as I am but uh, sure enough, we walked down there, got off the parade route. Everybody was panting, tired, and, and hungry, and they gave us an In-N-Out burger, and it was the best thing I'd ever eaten in my life, and I didn't want to do anything else uh, after that. But, uh, yes, so maybe, maybe, just maybe, the the king, or not the king, right? You said Richard yeah. or Kyle? Yep, Richard. Yeah, yep. Richard. Richard will, yep. Yeah, Richard and, and, and Caruth will actually get uh, an In-N-Out burger off of the parade route. Maybe that would be.
1: <laughs> there you go. In-N-Out, unfortunately, not made it as far north as I am. I've never had in and out despite my various travels in the military and Ooh. stuff. I've never really come across one. So I've heard almost nothing but glowing reviews, but yeah, I've not, not tried one. So maybe you could send me one in the mail or
0: something. Right? I'm su- I will do that actually <laughs> fine. Uh, in fact, it, just, just <laughs> oh, be wary, right. <laughs> be wary of it. Cause it might not taste the same, but, uh, I'm surprised <laughs> like they a haven't got gotten- old burger What's as a- <laughs> Actually, you know what? It may very well taste the same. I don't know. Maybe it holds up good. Who I'll knows? tell you the fries will get cold though. That's the one thing that will happen. Those <laughs> fries will get cold and they will not be as the same. But I'm surprised that In N Out has not actually gotten themselves a, a sponsorship in there. Maybe, maybe Richard will taste one and go, Hey, I need you to sponsor me uh, my car." my
1: Jimmy the Jimmy Johnson car this year, right? For for Petty GMS. There you go. <laughs> oh my god, that is <laughs> He's a California kid it's a too, California right?
0: thing. Absolute Southern
1: California <laughs> thing. There you go. That makes perfect sense. There, no, there we go. Now we got to enter Jimmy Johnson in the auto club race with, uh, An or a clash. Out. Get Jimmy Johnson to the clash. Please. Come on. Like there's probably not going to be open cars there anyways. Mm-mm. Get Jimmy there. Let's see. Him. Let's see him right away. Let's start the season off with some, some seven time. Just that'd be, that'd be a cool thing. That'd be
0: fantastic in the in and out colors. That that would even be, but bra- so here we go. Ready? Go. NASCAR marketing. If you're listening, uh, we would like to see Jimmy Johnson in the 84 car. Right. With the in and out colors on uh, in and out scheme. So I'm just putting that out there into the universe.
1: Right. Well, uh, we need to get Jake on that. He's our design guy. He can uh, draw up. You probably actually you probably go to iRacing. There's probably an in and out car already already made up on there anyways. You think I bet? Dude, it's pretty. I don't I don't think you have iRacing yet. We need to get you into that. But I think so. Uh Yeah, there's a site called Trading Paints and there's like tons of schemes. I go on there and like I'm just scrolling for like hours like gosh, what car? And like all these like old paint schemes from when I was a kid. And so I'm like, whoa, this one's so cool. And like, oh, this one. And then like people come up with any because you can make, you can create anything and just share it with everybody basically. And so it's like, you if you wanted to be like, oh, I want in and out or you want some obscure thing that's close to you and you put it on there and it's like, yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. So I'll have to look, I'll look after this and uh, see if there's an in and out scheme and share it with. You.
0: Well, this is because this is what I was going to say. I was going to put it out to everybody too. Look, if you're out there, you're into iRacing racing just like Cody. Go look, go look if there's an in and out. I want to see in and out schemes. <laughs> I want to see in and out schemes, and I want to see a Whataburger scheme. So if you got, oh yeah, I've, I've seen.
1: Well, we've seen Whataburger in NASCAR, right? Did we though? With the uh, yeah, uh, uh, the JJ Yaley because he's a Texas kid. Oh, okay. I mean, it's always in the back. Well. That one time it was right in front of Noah Gregson when he was supposed to win a race and caused him to win, but uh, oh, that's right, lost that's right, bet that day. But uh,
0: but I don't. <laughs> but know yeah, the Waterburger scheme does look pretty
1: cool, and I have had that. Yeah, we've got Waterburger even as close as Kansas City, so yeah, I, I had that after my Royals Yankees game last year. Mm. Um, that and we had that when I was in Mississippi too in the in the military, but that's another. Another story for another day. NASCAR
0: <laughs> gambling podcast took a food turn. That's it.
1: <laughs> yeah. We turn into the, the food podcast. You whatever. know,
0: you know, it's the off season when it takes a food turn. Hey, that's the fun thing about the off
1: season though. Right. We don't really have a schedule. We got to stick to, we can just talk about
0: whatever we want to. Damn right. And you guys will keep listening. Cause you love it. Oh wait, hold In on. Mountain no, Water we've Water driven Water. away all of the, all of the new people. Now, now we've driven okay. them away. They're like, we came so from the NASCAR. five of you that
1: are still listening. Shout out to Derek. I know he's on there and, uh, I know. (laughs) Whoever the other four
0: are, Derek's like. Derek's like. Okay, I want to talk food too. Let's go. Uh, All right. Uh, So aside from that, I look. I and and I love the Rose Parade. I'll be watching the Rose Parade uh, because I do every year. So uh, I'll I'll keep a special eye out for the NASCAR uh, 75th anniversary float, which is going to be made all out of some sort of flowers because that's the theme. Um, They're all flowers and all. So uh, to to see NASCARs. Made out of flowers, that that's gonna be very interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think they actually have like a rendering of it. So we'll have to look that up too. It's it was pretty sweet looking. But uh yeah, so again, 75th anniversary too, not something we've talked about a ton, but that's that's a big deal. NASCAR you know, has gotten to 75 years as an official sport. There was there was kind of some races before that uh and stuff, but but since Bill France sat down in the hotel there in, in Daytona Beach and actually put together the sport of NASCAR. Again, as we've talked about the history and kind of some of the stuff as we've gone through this off season, outstanding how far NASCAR has come and what they are today, still family owned, still owned by the France family uh, and run mostly by them. Um, but yeah, it's to get to seventy five years, quite an accomplishment for NASCAR. And uh, again, I think we've talked about this lately too, but on the on the way back up, as we continue to kind of to kind of go here, we've seen NASCAR trending back back up maybe not quite to those 90s numbers yet but uh in that direction
0: for sure yep i was looking at my book for uh the 1947 and uh i I didn't i couldn't get to the championship fast enough but uh yeah 47 man that was that was it right uh yeah that makes it 75 i'm
1: gonna trust your math on that that sounds good to me don't trust my math
0: brother you (laughs) you've known me long enough to not do that
1: Oh, that's funny. <laughs> all right. What
0: else do we got looking at? What what do you what other stories are you following for us? Yeah, so
1: I mean we didn't really touch too much on the awards banquet. We had uh some other news that came out and then ended up getting the odds and stuff. So kind of just taking a look back at that, Chase Elliott won the most popular driver. Um again, not not really a surprise, right? We kind of all expected it. Um and so since nineteen ninety one, only five drivers or wait let's see he's ew, okay well chase ew, i don't know i don't i don't even know what i wrote down here Trust in my it. math <laughs> yeah that's why we're trusting your math i can't read my own <laughs> writing right this is what happens when you write things down the old school way but <laughs> no so since 1984 only five different drivers have won the most popular driver award Uh, Bill Elliott won it 16 times. Darryl Waltrip snuck up there a few times in 89 and 90 and snagged the award. Uh, Bill Elliott took his name out of the award in 2001, allowing Dale Earnhardt to win it after we tragically had lost him. Um, And then Dale Earnhardt Jr. won the award from 03 to 17 until he retired. Um, And then Chase Elliott's picked it up ever since. So, So, yeah, it's been an Elliott or an Earnhardt. Other than the two years that Daryl Waltrip snuck in there and and snagged the award, um, so fifth time in a fifth year in a row for Chase Elliott in the Cup Series. He also won it two times in Xfinity Series, the most popular driver for that series. Um, so he's won it seven years in a row now in whichever one he's been in, and I would imagine, barring somebody really just taking over. Uh, it's going to be Chase Elliott Award for for quite some time. It's been been the Elliott and Earnhardt Award basically since since 84. Um, And just, yeah, it's crazy. The people really, I mean, once they get in with these drivers, it's just they're stuck to them. And I think Chase gets a lot of fans from the Bill Elliott days. I grew up when I was a kid in the 90s. Bill Elliott drove the McDonald's car (laughs) back to the food sponsorships. So I was like, well, I like the McDonald's car, right? I'm going to be a Bill Elliott fan. Then I was a Bill Elliott fan for, since that, since that day. And, uh, and then I followed Chase as he's come up through the ranks as well. And it just was an easy transition for me. Casey Kane kind of made a, an appearance as my favorite in there just because there was a, a little time gap between, uh, Chase, Chase and Bill, but, uh, and Kane replaced Bill Elliott in the nine car. That's why I went to him, but. Yeah, they, it seems like when when NASCAR fans have their favorites, they just stick to them. I mean, Dale Earnhardt Jr., obviously a massive following. We never really saw Junior and Chase Elliott overlap as far as their careers basically handed off kind of from Earnhardt to Elliott. It would be interesting to see the two of them go up against each other. I think Dale Earnhardt Jr. probably would win that battle, but I think it would be an actual close battle for once.
0: <laughs> this is why they don't offer odds on that. Oh, like well, yeah, it would be...
1: <laughs> it would be ridiculous and there would be no reason to even bet on it
0: be like minus 20,000 on Elliot. And then the just rest of the field would be like plus 50,000. There's no, you know, no way you would bet anything other than that.
1: And it's so funny because it's gotten to the point where chase Elliott's one of his sponsors, Hooters just sponsors the award because they know they're going to give it to their driver anyways. Right. <laughs> and so it was pretty funny if you saw any of the, the videos, Ryan Blaney was, was like campaigning to be the most popular driver. Right. And and one of his, his campaign things was Jake Elliot eats, uh, his wings with a fork and knife. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so it was pretty funny. I don't know if you saw any of those videos, you have to go back and, and watch them if you hadn't, but, uh, it was pretty funny. And then it was like, you know, this, this ad is paid for by moms for Ryan Blaney and all kinds of other <laughs> funny things. Um, and so they asked Elliot at the awards banquet, as they gave him the award, uh, we just wanted to, to clear up some accusations. <laughs> <laughs> Do you eat, uh, your wings with, with a fork and knife. And Elliot was like, no, I, I don't know where that came from, but that is not in fact true. Um, but I did find that, that rather hilarious that they, they kind of, Ryan Blaney was trying to make a, a, a show of it at
0: least. That's hilarious. I mean, look, you got to right at this point. If if you well, that's the thing about Dale Earnhardt Jr. I I don't I don't know how or why, and that's that's the thing that kind of pissed me off as a Jimmy Johnson fan, right? I mean, here Jimmy Johnson is ripping off championships, ripping off wins, literally dominating the sport. Dale Earnhardt Jr. wins a race, and people go nuts. Like, people hate the guy on top, though. You know, I know. It's, when you get to be the the best.
1: It doesn't doesn't work in your favor uh and obviously junior a lot of fans from his father sure and then of course his father's passing i think a lot of them trans transferred over to him and uh and kind of followed on from there but yeah and then just uh notes to Noah gregson won the xfinity series most popular driver not a surprise there obviously one of the the better personalities we've seen come up through nascar here in the last few years uh hopefully we still get to see that that fiery personality i think we're gonna not so much see him running up front and cup for a little while here at least, but uh definitely Gregson's been a fun guy to watch in the in the Xfinity series. Uh and then Haley Deegan went, won it in the truck series. Not again, not really a, a surprise there. She won it in the truck series last year. Uh she's a very popular driver and, and she's gonna continue to be as she moves up through the ranks. We've talked about that. Um she's a lot of fans and and she's gonna have a very big following as she continues to climb. I don't think she'll ever catch Elliott. Of course, Danica never, never was able to really rival Junior in that uh, in that area. But but good to see those those young drivers win it in their respective series as well. And then of course, Gregson's moving up this year. Uh, Deegan's coming back for one more year in the trucks before we expect her to move up into the Xfinity series.
0: Did Gregson hold down his dinner on stage?
1: um i believe he did yes it was not not quite he didn't He didn't quite hold his breath as long for this award as he does for the last 30 laps of a race when he's trying to win uh hopefully he's promised us in the off season that he would see a doctor about that so hopefully he's getting that taken care of and we don't see that so much in the cup series
0: 20 years from now you're gonna ask me about noah gregson I won't be able to tell you anything else other than the fact that he threw up every single time he won a race. That's that's where I'm gonna. That's where my Everybody's mind's gonna go. Everybody's got their
1: signature celebration, right? Carl Edwards's backflips, Ross, Ross Chastain, Chastain smashes watermelons, Noah Gregson throws up. It's you know not the most attractive celebration, but
0: is what it is, right? Touchdown dances are signatures. So are win victory or uh, <laughs> victory victory uh, celebrations. Yeah, it's just. Ah, <sighs> it's crazy. But, yeah, for both of those guys uh, guys and gals, it's it's uh, we're going to see a lot of, of them coming forward. Obviously, we talked about Noah. We talked about him all season long. We'll continue to talk about him all season long this season, too. I mean, maybe not talking about wins as much as we were last season, but we've, he'll factor into some head-to-heads, I'm sure. Um, he's not going to completely go off the radar. And then for Haley Deegan, hopefully we see a step up now in Thor Sport and, and how she can contribute to that team maybe a little better than what she's been running before. And yeah, I mean, it's no surprise that both of them won the uh, most popular driver in their respective field. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and
1: something I wanted to touch on too, and I don't think we've had a chance to mention again, just think as, as much of an off season as this has been, it's been a busy off season. We've had a lot to talk about. Uh, we got our Spotify wraps numbers a couple of weeks ago and I wanted to bring this up because, uh, just want to say thank you to everybody it's been it was absolutely incredible to see these these numbers and stuff uh we created over five thousand minutes of of new content uh rumor has it there's going to be a lot more minutes than that uh, next season so stay tuned for that uh but this was the one that really got me heard in 15 different countries uh so people from 15 different countries have listened to us if you are one of those people Obviously we love all of our United States listeners, but, uh, yeah, it, it shows us the top five, United States, Canada, France, Ireland, Sweden. I would love to hear where else you're listening from, hit us up, check in, tell us, tell us where you're listening from, how you got into NASCAR. I would love to see that, you know, are, are you, you know, an expat or, or military that's over there somewhere, or are you somebody from, you know, an Irish guy that just loves NASCAR racing? I would love to hear that story as well. So Hit us up pop into our dms hit us up in the discord and let us know where you listen from uh because yeah that was that was pretty cool to to see those numbers and and get that info and and see you know how great our our fans and listeners have been we kind of touched on it last week we had a meeting with the bosses kind of recapping the season and and they were very very happy with the show and uh yeah it's all because of you guys that listen and and keep following and
0: are still listening after we talked about in and out burger and whataburger for a while and (laughs) And here we are. <laughs> Although if I would have told you, Cody, in February that you would be reaching out to Irish folks or Swedish folks, uh, you probably think I was crazy, huh? Uh,
1: yeah, I would. Because, uh, I think back then I thought I'd probably be doing this for like three shows and he'd be like, yeah, sorry, this didn't work out. We're going to find somebody else.
0: <laughs> I don't know here that I could are, have right? ever. I mean, listen, once, once you jumped in and once we started this thing, if I, I think people would have stopped listening and we had two countries uh by that point because you you already draw my our gambling
1: focus. podcast civil war
0: civil war yeah you yeah you'd be the one yeah you'd start <laughs> your own show and then it'd be me and we'd be fighting each other but um no i think this was perfect i i i echo cody's uh sentiments as far as we've we've told you guys from the start that this is a show that is is in serious as it can be on the on the topic matter, we are here, obviously, because we love to help you achieve your, your gambling goals, and we want to give you um, good picks every single week, backed by that. But more than anything, this show is because Cody and I love the sport of NASCAR. We have grown to love each other as human beings. We just, you know, th- this type of a situation doesn't come very often, and... Um, I'm sure if you're listening to this and if you've made it this way through, it's because you just love us talking about whatever. (laughs) And and there's podcasts that I listen to that are exactly that. I have grown to feel like I know the hosts and that I don't even care where they take me half the time. And by the time I look down at my watch, I don't realize that it's been an hour because I've I've just been along for the ride with them. And if you've been along for the ride with us for this long and and have, have been with us since the beginning, um, we thoroughly appreciate it. Those numbers are not about us. You know, those numbers that he read off are not about us. They're truly about you and what you've been able to, to accomplish in helping us to continue bringing this show to you uh, and make it marketable to the audience, to our bosses, to the people that... that I mean, because honestly, even if they pulled the plug, I think we'd still keep going. We'd find ourselves a, a new situation, but they're smart enough to understand that they got to keep the show on the network. Cause somebody else will grab us. Uh, no, I'm just kidding guys. Uh, or am I, huh? The
1: competition? Or, uh, yeah. or am I? <laughs> just leave that, leave that carrot Benjamin out there. Rod. That's
0: fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to clip that out and put it on our thing. So that way maybe I drive up the competition, but I mean, look just to put a bow on it and, and we're waxing nostalgic cause it is the end of the year. But, um, just to understand that, that we love this show with our whole heart and we love you for loving this show. So, Um, I know Cody brought up the numbers and and I'm not one that normally wraps myself around numbers because it's not it's such a fickle metric. But those those right there speak loudly in in the 5,900 some odd minutes. Um, Obviously, those are all filled with the joy and the passion of of podcasting about a a sport that we're passionate and joyful about. So uh, to a crowd of folks that we are joyful and passionate about. So. That's just my long-winded way, my podcasting way of saying I love you all, and I thank you very much for listening, and it's just been such a fun ride. Yes, sir. Couldn't agree more. (sighs) Well, then, I think that's a fantastic way to end this episode, don't you? I agree. A little gratitude here on this uh, post-Christmas Day uh, uh, podcast. So uh, don't worry, though. We're not not leaving. We're actually going to come back a couple times this week. We may have a special guest, uh, or, or two or three, actually, as we come back for the new year. Um, lining up some, some folks to come on to uh, break the monotony of our voices, um, which you've grown to love and which we've just told you thanks for listening to. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, sometimes it's better special, to bring on some other, Special treats, right? Special treats here and there. Keep you on your toes. But um, all right, Cody. Well, then, as we wrap things up, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media?
1: Yes, you can find me on Twitter, at Husker underscore uh, Zeb. A ton of work over there. Uh, I mentioned it earlier IndyCar Championship. Just kind of a outline and look at at the current odds for that uh preview in the continuing the the way too early series no such thing but it's a it's a catchy tagline anyways um but yeah look at look at the championship odds and where those stand at least at this point i'm sure like the nascar odds those will change as the season gets closer um but definitely check that out got some more stuff coming out this week some f1 stuff some nascar stuff just more look at futures um, I've been having some NFL stuff here lately, some some pretty good fun bets and, and looks at games and and slates with that. So yeah, definitely just keep uh, following me there, and you can find all my stuff
0: stuff on Twitter there at Husker underscore Zeb. Way too early grabs the SEO. It's the sexy <laughs> SEO. Uh, follow me on Twitter at R J Via Gomez. Link in the bio that has everything I'm up to. Whether it's here, whether it's sportsbook review, whether it is in between media, you can find it all. Right there. We'll be back again this week. Maybe once, maybe twice. Maybe we won't leave. Maybe we'll just keep going. Figure out when to end this episode. But until then, everybody, are we done yet? No? Okay. Let's go racing and let it ride. Another piece of us is broken.